Welcome to the Surviving to Thriving podcast that helps women leaders in nonprofits get out of survival mode and thrive in both leadership and life. I'm your host, leadership development coach, Kathy Archer, and I help women leaders enjoy impactful leadership. Choice points. You have them, but are you using them to be a better leader? What is a choice point? Well, we're going to talk about that here today. We're going to talk about what's a choice point, why you need to use them more frequently. And I'm going to give you three questions that you can ask yourself to help you make better choices during those choice points so that you can be a more effective leader. So a choice point is the opportunity for you to choose what you are saying or not saying, what you are doing or not doing, and maybe most importantly, who you are being in the process. Let's talk about that one just for a sec, because I think it's actually the most critical, but it's the one that's most often overlooked. When we talk about our careers and our jobs and the things we're doing, we often say, you know, I did this job, and we talk about the title, and we talk about how long I was with this organization. But often we miss the point about And what type of leader were you in that position? Rather than how long did you work for that organization or in that program? How about what type of leader were you during your experience or during your shift or shift or um, stint in that position? It's about who you are. And that's why it's so important to make use of your choice points. Because when we're not choosing, we're often reacting instead of responding. And by reacting, we are running around making, you know, again, hitting the the whack-a-mole, just putting out fires, dealing with the crisis, and reacting to whatever shows up. And we're not consciously choosing with intention the type of person we're being and the choice we're making about what we're saying and doing or not saying and not doing. I want to give you three sort of points that you can consider. Now, in order to get to the choice point, you have to slow down. You have to be more self-reflective. So in the last couple episodes, we talked about self-reflection. You could do this in the morning and say, these are the choice points I know I have coming up so you can prepare for them. Or you can do them in the evening and kind of reflect back and say, where were the choice points? And perhaps could I have made better choices? Or am I quite happy with the choices I make? Those are the opportunities for you to to look. And that self-reflective piece, doing it either before and preparing or after and reviewing, allows you the opportunity to then be more intentional in the moment. It's hard to start this in the moment. So sometimes what we need to do is just get the practice of understanding, oh, I missed a choice point there. Oh, there was a choice point and I made good use of it. Or like I say, being prepared for it. So here's the three questions that I want you to think about. The first one is, uh, what choice am I making? So we're talking about a choice. The second question is, what criteria am I using to make this choice? And then the third question is, what's the consequence of this choice? So it's, what's the choice I'm making? What's the criteria I'm using? And what's the consequence of this choice? When we get to the third one, what's the consequence of this choice? What I mean by that is, what are you saying yes to and what are you saying no to? What are the the things that you are giving up to make this choice? What are the things you're foregoing, overlooking, forgetting, deciding not to focus on, 
um, all of that kind of stuff by making this choice. So that's what I mean by what's the consequence. So let's talk through a couple examples. Let's say you're having a staff meeting and if your typical response for staff meeting is to prepare the agenda last minute, I want you to know that that is a choice. You have the choice to prepare that last minute or not. Now, of course, you're going to say, oh my God, Kathy, I have so much to do. It's not a choice. It's an unconscious choice that you're making to put it lower on the priority list. And so that's the choice points we're talking about. They're unconscious. So imagine if we put that choice point, let's say the staff meeting's on Thursday, it's Monday at 11 o'clock and you're planning your week and dealing with all the crisis and stuff. And it's on your to-do list. Get the agenda ready. Now you have a choice to work on that like a minute before you walk into staff meeting so that the staff don't know what's on the agenda or you have the choice to prepare it ahead of time. So the choice is, am I choosing to prepare the agenda ahead of time so that I feel prepared and that the staff know what's happening in that meeting. That's the choice. The criteria you're using comes back to uh, prioritizing. So in some of the episodes I've talked about the Eisenhower matrix, have you used the criteria to go, what is most important? Not what's crisis driven, but what's most important. It's most important that we get back to some of these things that we've been neglecting or that the staff have time to get their preparation done for the meeting, whatever it is. So that's one criteria. One of the things that you may notice when you walk into a staff meeting unprepared, last minute, is that you feel frazzled. So again, the, your, the criteria that you're using is, how do I want to feel in this staff meeting? That, that um, emotional connection to the type of person I'm being. Well, I want to feel confident, not frazzled. That's a criteria. In the training library, we talk about values. And when we go through the whole values verification course, one of the things that you come back to in one of the exercises is really identifying when I'm aligned with my values, what do I feel like? What kind of person am I being? What's happening? So maybe you have a value of being prepared and, and order and um, uh not control so much, but maybe it is control, but having your finger on the pulse, being prepared, being, um, there's a word for it. Prudence is one of the values that comes up for me is I want to be ready for things that are coming up in the future. So if that's your value, then that's a criteria that you have to measure it. Morals, ethics are our criteria that you're using to measure it. And the consequence again is, do I want to feel frazzled or do I want to feel confident going into this meeting. What am I saying yes to is I'm saying yes to feeling prepared. I'm saying yes to having my staff feel prepared and know what's happening in the opportunity to prepare. Maybe they have something to read. Maybe there's a video you want them to watch. Maybe they have some work to do so that they can bring to the staff meeting. Those are the things we're talking about. So what choice am I making? What criteria am I using to make? And what's the consequence? Let's use another example. Perhaps you have a staff who is negligent and not to the point of it's a big, big deal, but it's an ongoing kind of, you know, rub in your side. Maybe it's they are sloppy in paperwork. Maybe they're late for work. Maybe they make errors on their timesheets and you kind of just keep letting it go or you say something and you, uh, you know, 
maybe make a side comment as they're walking through your office or maybe when they hand their time sheet in, oh, I hope it's correct this time. Or when you phone them to correct it, you're like, please don't do this again. But you actually never hold them accountable for it. You never do the work to uh, maybe corrective action. Maybe it's a form of discipline, a verbal discipline, or maybe you never sit down to have the conversation about, hey, what's really going on here? Like, you're consistently late a couple times a week. What's really happening? And maybe you find out that they're late Thursdays and Fridays, and that's when they have to take their kid to the daycare because they switch with their spouses and it, it becomes a problem. That gives you the opportunity to go, okay, what are we going to do with this? But if you don't slow down, remember that self-reflective piece, and make that choice point about dealing with this issue rather than letting it continue to slide, continue to you know, make waves on the team, continue to annoy the heck out of you once a week or whatever it is. If you're not consciously choosing, am I dealing with this or am I going to continue to let it just be an annoyance? Conscious choice point. What's the choice I'm making? What's the criteria I'm using? Well, I'm thinking about how is this actually impacting the team? I'm thinking about what kind of team dynamics do we want? I'm using the the criteria about what kind of leader do I want to be? Do I want to be a leader who is kind of just nagging or do I want to be an inspiring, motivating, coaching type leader? So those are the criteria you're using. And then it comes back to, so what's the choice I'm making? What's the criteria I'm using? What's the consequence? If I'm choosing to let it go again, the consequence is it's going to come back and annoy me in a week. It's going to continue to fester and develop a little bit of Um, friction on the team for those people that this person's always late for. So what's the choice? What's the criteria? What's the consequence? One more example. So what about when, you know, you're doing deep work, you've, you've set aside time to focus on a proposal, or you've got to get month end reporting done, or, you know, you're working on the uh, policy stuff. Anyhow, you've got like an hour and you've set aside time, I'm going to work on this, you tell your admin or everybody I'm busy, and then the phone rings. And you can see who it is because you're like looking and you see the call display and you're like, oh, I should answer this. Often we are not making a conscious decision whether we are allowing that person via the phone call to interrupt our work time. And we let guilt or uh, fear or whatever it is have us react rather than respond. Rather than consciously choosing to answer the phone, we are just reacting and answering the phone. So the choice is, am I going to answer the phone? But it's more than that as a choice. The choice is, am I allowing this person, this disruption, this issue, this crisis of theirs to interrupt my time block? Am I saying that that is a higher priority than this? Am I saying that they're more important than me? Am I saying that that project is more important than this project? What's the choice I'm making here? And remember, just because it's their crisis does not mean it has to be your crisis. I love when somebody's had this on their desk for weeks and months and they've left it and then it's last minute and all of a sudden they're like annoying everybody around them. I need this from you. I need this from you. You needed it three weeks ago, but you chose to work on it the day before it was due. That's not my problem. That's your problem. And yet 
when we're not consciously using that as a choice point, we allow their problem to become our problem. So one of the things we really need to do is, again, come back to what am I choosing and what criteria am I choosing? Am I choosing to let this project that I'm working on be less important? So it comes back to, like I said, that Eisenhower matrix around what's important, what's urgent, what's important and urgent, what's important but not urgent. We have to decide that kind of stuff. You have to use the criteria around what's the type of person I want to be. Maybe when you choose to answer the phone, you're actually choosing to forego your lunch because you know that if you answer the phone and deal with that issue for 20 minutes or half an hour or an hour or three hours, you're not going to have time to get your project done and so you're letting go of lunch or you're going to stay late. And then what you are saying yes to is that person on the phone and their problem. What you're saying no to when you come back to the consequence is I'm saying no to having supper with my family. I'm saying no to reading my daughter a bedtime story tonight. I'm saying no to getting my walk in after supper with the dog. I'm saying yes to their crisis, their problem, their, their uh, last minute issue, but I'm saying no to all of these other things. And when you start to slow down and look at that, you can really get a handle on many of the choice points that you have in your day are unconscious. And I'm really encouraging you to slow down and make them more conscious. What is the choice I'm making? What is the criteria I'm using to make that choice? And what's the consequence of making that choice? When you slow down and really pick apart these things, like I say, in the training library, we go through uh, values verification where you can start to identify your values. There's a webinar in there around character development. Am I being in integrity by making this choice? If I'm saying I'm there for you, got your back, and then I'm not answering the phone and avoiding them and annoying, ignoring them, that's a whole other issue. And I've been a leader who's hit out because I didn't want to deal with it. That wasn't being in integrity. So again, I might be using my morality to make that choice point. In the training library, we also have willpower essentials where we're learning to manage our emotions and manage our uh, urge to grab the phone and respond to emails and eat junk food and maintain focus. So if I'm choosing to walk away from this task, is that really helping me be the best leader I can be? And it may, you have to decide though, that crisis, that person, that emergency may be real and you may need to deal with that. And that's going to tell that person you do have their back. And at other times, not so much. But if you're not making that conscious choice, what's the choice? What criteria am I using? And then what's the consequence? Then you are just reacting to every fire in your day. And it's no wonder you're exhausted and spend your days in survival mode. If you want to get out of survival mode, thrive in both leadership and life, get really aware of what choice points you have in your day and make them conscious choice points. It's those intentional decisions around what choice am I making, what criteria am I using, and what's the consequence of this choice. It's going to help you get out of survival mode and move to thriving in both your leadership and life. Go make the rest of your day awesome, my dear. If you found today's episode helpful, then you are going to love the training library. Many women leaders in nonprofits wish that they had a coach or a mentor to help them, but they don't believe that they or their organization can afford it. Oh, but you can. 
Inside of the Training Library membership site, you will not only get access to affordable and easily accessible ongoing personal and professional development training, you will also have access to a leadership coach at your fingertips. That way, when you hit those inevitable challenges that leadership will bring your way, you'll have both the resources and the support to navigate your way through them with confidence, composure, and while keeping your integrity intact. To find out more, head to kathyarcher.com slash library. If you are enjoying the show, I'd love it if you could leave me a comment or a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Go make the rest of your day awesome. <laughs>